This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan. I'm a publicist. I'm Linda. I'm a writer and editor. This is Drink, Drank, Drunk, a grammar show with sometimes a blackout problem. Ah! <laughs> I forget what we grammared. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Every day I'm blacking out. Just kidding. That's not true. Oh. Just like a few days. <laughs> Four or five days a week. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Morgan, see, I feel like once summer ends, mm-hmm. there's like this seat. Well, there's a lot of different seasons that commence. Mm-hmm. Yes. There um, are seasons. <laughs> but one of them is I feel like people really start looking for jobs. Like mm. I know a couple of people right now who are really looking for jobs. And I also yeah. know of like six job openings. None of those things like are None matching up. None of those up. people. That is not it's really annoying. serendipitous. Yeah. 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 I feel like people they like want to move too and like yeah. get new homes, new apartments. Good point. Mm-hmm. Buy a new car, get a new jet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Upgrade the boat. Exactly. So we thought we could do maybe some things that would help job seekers in particular for this episode. Sure. Everybody listening, you're welcome. You just got promoted. (laughs) (laughs) Or fired. Don't listen to this at work. (laughs) Yeah, please don't. But tell all your coworkers and friends to download it and your boss. Not your boss, probably. (laughs) Like, "Mm." Everyone who listens to this is a boss. Good point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to start off with something from Business Insider mm. called 31 Annoying Words and Phrases on Your Resume That Make Hiring Managers Cringe. Ooh, let's hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like what would make, like what would you put on your resume that would make a hiring manager cringe and I'm just thinking yeah. of like really weird stuff. No, it's not like inappropriate or anything. It's like <laughs> it's eye roll worthy maybe. Oh, okay. And also I think some of this can apply to just like regular business like mm-hmm. if you went through all my emails in my inbox right now, you'd probably find all this stuff. Okay. Leadership. Um, according to LinkedIn, leadership was the top buzzword on its users' profiles And if the word doesn't help you stand out on your LinkedIn profile, you can bet it won't make your resume more eye-catching either. Rather than saying you have excellent leadership skills, you should um, highlight specific examples where you demonstrated those skills and your results. Exceptional communicator. Mm, I am one. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Well... (laughs) Uh, they're basically saying that's like get in the door type of situation. So you shouldn't be saying that. It's like, right. You just should be. Yeah. You should be able to communicate. Exactly. All right. This one I felt like was so weird. I have actually never heard anyone use this. Best of breed. Ew, that's disgusting. (laughs) I have a picture of a dog. That is cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you (laughs) like? Hi. (laughs) This is is how I imagine resumes look like. (laughs) Hi. Yeah, I'm Morgan. Morgan's basically never done a resume before. <laughs> I'm 23 years old. I love fast food and I'm best of breed. <laughs> Have you ever done a resume? Yeah. Like right after school? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I. But you basically, oh, I guess you still needed it to apply to the job I have now. No, the oh. the job you had before, the one that where we worked together. Oh yeah, but it's, I was just out of school. You were just out of school, right? Yeah. But I all I'm saying, if I'm confusing our listeners, oh, okay. is you knew someone who sort of connected you to that company, but you sure, still needed sure. a resume. Yeah, and nepotism okay. fully in effect. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be anywhere without it. Nope. Yeah, put that in your resume. <laughs> These are all the important people that I know. <laughs> yeah. Bulleted. Do you happen to know any of them? <laughs> Let me know. And Disregard I'll if them. not. Yeah. <laughs> Best of breed. <laughs> all right. Phone. Um, uh, so I guess some people like still put like phone colon. Oh. Like, and then their phone number. And they're kind of like, we know what a phone number looks like. You don't have to put that. <laughs> like. What are these series of digits people, under your name? Yeah, I can't believe people still do that, actually. I sort of hate when people write P. I'm like, yeah. get over it. P-M-F. Isn't that only if you also have a fax number? If you also have a fax, then I get it. But also... Don't put your fax number on your resume, Why you is anyone using fax at all? I mean, yeah. maybe some businesses you have to, but I don't know. It's weird. I'm going to start when I'm a hiring manager. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send faxes to everybody that puts their fax <laughs> number on here and just write, don't put your fax number on your resume, creep. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Results driven. Mm, yeah. Aren't we all? Yeah. Instead I mean, of- I'm drinking this beer with results in mind. <laughs> It's true. I'd probably never drink beer if it wasn't for the result. <laughs> really? Oh, I would just drink dear. Pepsi all day or Coke. Ew. Why that, ew? I don't know. I can't imagine drinking Coke all day. I know. No, I can't either. I can't, especially now that I've like cut back on it so much. Mm-hmm. When I have one, it is amazing, but I can't even like finish a whole can a lot of times. Really feel for you. <laughs> yeah. I do love it though. Um, okay. Seasoned. Mm, Not yeah. only does this word conjure up images of curly fries, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> it is well steak. Yeah, me too. It is well recognized as a code word for much, much older. Oh, all right. Okay. So you are not seasoned professional. Yeah, no, not me. I am <laughs> totally bland and flavorless. <laughs> Fresh out the package. <laughs> oh, I don't know why that <laughs> steak package. <laughs> so gross. Anyway, highly qualified. Yeah, they say or extensive experience. It just like doesn't make you seem better suited. It could even have the opposite effect. Hmm. Responsible for superfluous words like responsible for, oversight of, and duties included unnecessarily complicate and hide your experience. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I agree with that because how else are you supposed to say you're responsible for something? All right. So here she says, instead of writing responsible for training interns, simply write train interns. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like get to the yeah. point. Yeah. Got to the point already. Yeah. I'm going to skip a couple. Um, okay. <laughs> um, references available by request. It's outdated. Yeah. Okay. Um. You guys, anyone listening to this, I'll be your reference any day of the week. I'll give you a glowing one, too. They'll be like, who is this person? Have the hiring manager Mm -hmm. fax me. (laughs) She's drunk every time I fax her. (laughs) I just fax them back. Drunk now, talk later. (laughs) Oh, my God. Team player. 
who doesn't want to be a team player? If you're not a team player, you're probably not going to get the job. But using this term isn't going to make you stand out from other candidates. I guess it's all about like standing out. So these were yeah. like, even though there's nothing necessarily wrong with some of this stuff, yeah. it's like, oh, here's one. Microsoft Word. Yeah. <laughs> you and everybody else. It's assumed that you have a basic proficiency of Microsoft Office. Yeah, I do like roll my eyes when people put that on their resume because come on guys i do i will say though if you are an excellent depending on what type of job you're applying for if you are excellent powerpoint person or excel Mm -hmm. excel Mm -hmm. is like a matrix (laughs) i don't understand it i agree with you on both points actually yeah so so if you're good at that but i also but you should write like powerpoint guru like excel level 300 (laughs) (laughs) yeah like PowerPoint beyond making things appear like, you know, when they uh, yeah. like slide in. You should be like, or... click here for a look at my latest PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, hired. Without even clicking, probably. Be like, <laughs> I guess if it's on there. Yeah, I'd be like, my computer only has Keynote, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> um, hard worker. Hmm. Um, punctual, still, it's oh, sort of like put that basic holding down that's a job. so embarrassing. It's like, I have a pulse. <laughs> yeah. I'm punctual. Yeah. Um, this is an interesting one. The at symbol. Okay. Um, they basically say, like, unless it's in your email address, avoid using casual texting language. And I have actually seen people use the ampersand instead of and. Oh. In their resumes, and I'm kind of Wait, like, so people why? are using that. I thought you meant like calling out your social accounts. You mean no. like people are being like, like you know, I worked at yeah this place, yeah, something like that. Come on, guys, it's two fucking letters. Yeah, well, I think the same thing about and. I'm like, why are you using the ampersand? Mm. Um, I think yeah, people like include that and stuff. And I'm like, why are you using the ampersand instead of just the word and? It looks so strange. And it looks like you're not a good communicator, I think, or like an you ex- don't understand. exceptional communicator. Exceptional communicator. Um, I, me, and myself. I thought this one was kind of interesting. Use avoid using personal pronouns like I, me, my, we, and are. Um, a person reviewing your resume knows that you're talking about your skills, experience, and expertise, um, or something related to the company for which you worked. So you don't need to include pronouns. ZipRecruiter mm. found people who use me or myself on their resume had up to a 79% greater likelihood of receiving the lowest rating from hiring managers. That's why I always use the third person. <laughs> oh my, <God>. my resume. <laughs> it just is like, Morgan was responsible for <laughs> exceptionally communicating with the interns. Second bullet, Morgan knows Microsoft Word. <laughs> Not Excel. No, Morgan is proficient in Microsoft Office with exception of Microsoft Excel and Microsoft PowerPoint. Yeah. Morgan is comfortable with the Microsoft Office suite, except for two thirds of the suite. <laughs> Oh, man. Jeez. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is. Like, I feel like embarrassing <laughs> when people say, I mean, myself, somebody sent a resume in and I can't remember what there was like an intro paragraph. And like, it either was like, <laughs> I know this is not what it said, but in my mind, it was like, what's the deal with Linda? And then it was like a blurb about Linda. But oh, I, I that think makes it makes me sad. I think it was like the story of or like it was something embarrassing. 
It's, but you know what? I feel for that person because you're supposed to like write resumes that like stand out and like oh, it stood out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just like you you take a a chance and you're like, I'm gonna open with this like yeah. thing and yeah. hopefully I don't get like an eye roll. Oh, yeah. well, they got an interview. Okay, and they weren't suited. Okay, um, this is another good one. My objective. Uh, they say, don't bother including your career objectives. All they do is send the message that you are more concerned about yourself. Yeah, it makes when, you sound picky. Yeah, when the first thing a recruiter sees on your resume is what you want from them, you're turned off. So I think that's interesting for, for a long time. You were mm-hmm. supposed to put your objective at the top of a resume. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. Like you're, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's objective is they get the goddamn job. Yeah. yeah. It's like my objective is for you to not to be a douche. pay my and fucking just... bills. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Oh, my God. Um, successfully, it's generally assumed that you are successful at whatever you're including on your resume. Mm. Innovative. Subjective words like creative, innovative, and exceptional are your own opinion and have little bearing for a recruiter. I'm getting the feeling that this article is going the way of email sign-off articles. Yeah, that they're not helping. There's no right answer. So yeah. basically your resume just is should be like pictures. Yeah. But I get it. Some of these are helpful. Some of them, I think. Some are. of them are. Some of them aren't. Yeah, like they're interviewing people too. Like I'm not saying all these names, but like some people in their quotes are saying like instead of saying like results mm-hmm. driven, list your results. So that yeah. is like a good one. I mean, if anything that you can um, demonstrate rather than just like you know make claims that aren't backed up is better. Got it. Extracurricular activities. What? Unless these activities are in some way related to the job you're applying for, no one really cares what you do in your spare time. I feel like it's a good icebreaker sometimes if you're like, so you like water skiing. <laughs> I guess. Why <laughs> would you put that on a resume? <laughs> <laughs> right at the top. Yeah. Objective. <laughs> Fund my water skiing lifestyle. <laughs> yep. Um, problem solver. Being a problem solver is another one of those baseline expectations. A person who is truly um, a unique problem solver who works well in teams will convey this succinctly and creatively on the resume through a combination of few words and imagery. Weird. That is weird. See, I told you pictures. GPA. Once you're out of school, your grades aren't so relevant. The exception is if you're a recent college graduate and you have a stellar GPA. But if you're more than three years out of school or if your GPA was lower than 3.8, ditch it. Yeah, for sure. I still put Dean's List on my email signature, though. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the couple semesters I was on Dean's List, I call them out individually. In your email signature? Mm -hmm. Also, like, nepotism beneficiary. (laughs) Yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, here's the people I know. Here's the semesters I was Dean's List. I missed. I wasn't on it one semester because I got mono. Calm down, guys. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I write <laughs> right under my fax number. <laughs> and that's the only number in my signature. <laughs> fax me for my phone number. <laughs> you really weed through the people that don't want to try hard. Um, and the last one is utilize. Mm, yeah, well, that's an annoying word. Um, overly formal words like utilize are not engaging and they don't allow the reader to get a good sense of the applicant's personality. Um, 
As one copy editor tells Grammar Girl, she usually swaps out pretentious sounding words like utilize for unimpressive ones like use, which get the point across without much fuss. Yeah. So take that for what it what it is, guys. All right. Revamp your resume. Revamp them. Fax them over. I'll <laughs> give them a once over. I'll put in my edits. Fax it back. <laughs> sounds sounds proficient. And provide a reference. Here's another predicament people might be having when they're addressing the facts <laughs> to the hiring manager. Yeah. And they don't know what to write because it's a business correspondence and they have to send it to a woman. Oh my God. 2017, guys, ladies be working as hiring managers. <laughs> oh my God. And other positions. So, this is a Grammarly article about how to address your business email or fax or letter to a woman without offending her. Uh, so, people don't really write letters anymore. Like, you know. Yeah, but you know, cover like letter. Old timey. Yeah. Oh, but there yeah, used yeah. to be like really specific rules. Right. For writing letters. Yeah. Oh my God. I recently did have to write letters at work for like people who don't have email addresses that are like that work for our company. Whoa. Um, yeah, like they're hourly. And uh, I had to like put the address on there, you know? Like, you know how you have to write like yes. the from address? I was yeah. like, where does this even go? Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> Where's the date goes up below it? Like, I had yeah. to like look it up online. Yeah. Did you have to look up where to put the stamp? No. I, I do know how to do the outside. But like <laughs> on the actual letter, I mean, you're supposed but to did put I tell the you address. That my old millennial in my office didn't know what side the stamp went on. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I know about the outside. It was the letter part where I was like, wait, I feel like an address goes at the top somewhere, but I don't know where. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, also, one time, Morgan, the company that we used to work for together, did like a postcard promotion. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but we had like stands set up all over the city where people could write postcards. Oh, yeah. And then address them to people. Yeah. And, and we had a stamp on them already or we had stamps available, I guess. And like, yeah. And that is when we all found out, oh, no one knows how to write postcards anymore. They were writing like all over the back yeah, instead of like leaving yeah. room for. And then being like, where's the envelope? Even though there was a line in the middle and stuff. Yeah. yeah. People did not understand mm -hmm. how to send. Mm -hmm. They and didn't know where the, yeah, where the postage stamp went. And that was probably like eight or nine years ago. Yeah. Yikes. Postcards were the first thing to go, it seems. <laughs> Woof. I still love to do a nice postcard mm -hmm. when I'm on the road. Okay. So sometimes you have to write letters or you have to communicate with people. And sometimes those people are women. Get over it. <laughs> so if titles confuse you, you are not alone. Mm -hmm. A Google search for how to address a letter easily returns to a woman. Like it auto fills yeah, that yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you write how to address a letter to a woman, then all these other things pop up like with unknown marital status, who you don't know with two last names. Oh my God. So clearly nobody knows how to address women in their letters. So here's the answer. Use her name. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Trippy. Mind blown. Yeah. Everybody, here's a minute to recover. Okay. So <laughs> insert minute, Brian. <laughs> 60 seconds of silence. <laughs> Everybody's like <laughs> picking themselves up off the ground. <laughs> 
dusting off, putting their earbuds back in because they blew out. <laughs> you guys better know. Okay. So if you're trying to reach out to somebody, just write like dear first name, last name. Instead of like dear Miss Obadowski. Yeah, or like God, I hate when I say your last name on the podcast. I don't know why it bothers me. Yeah, I don't know why either. <laughs> or it's like, you know, like dear Mrs. Linda, like husband's last name. Like yeah, don't yeah. you know, weirdness. Um Oh, and but their example is <laughs> incorrect. Dear Mrs. Jonathan Smith, try our new special line of pens. Your husband will be thrilled that you are no longer laboring over your grocery list with a regular pen. And the correct version is, Dear Jane Smith, use whatever pens you want. You're a human being. <laughs> Good point. Yes. So Grammarly did a survey. They asked people, what do you think? And the uh, options were, Dear First Name, Last Name, which came in at the top 34%. People said it's formal, but it's personal. Yep. Twenty-three uh, percent of the vote at number two got "dear sir" slash "madam." Direct but neutral. All right. So there's a couple things about that. One, I think it's like really strange to see that now. "Madam" is so weird. Um, also, what if you don't know the person's gender? Well, if you don't know the person, all right. So these like aren't exact. These aren't apples to apples even because the first one is doing first name, last name. If you know someone's name, why would you ever do sir, sir madam? madam? Yeah. So it's like, uh, maybe unless you don't actually. So if this is about addressing to a woman. Yeah. This is assuming you don't know if the person I identifies yeah. as a woman or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so, is, the question was, which is your preferred salutation for business letters and emails? Oh, uh, okay. So this is sort of like. Okay, so if you can find the person's name, which sometimes I know you can. Sure, sure. But if you can, first name, last name is the way to go. Not Mr. or Miss or mm -hmm. Mrs. Certainly yeah. not Mrs. Because you probably don't know if she's married. Right. Um, and and you don't know if last name, whatever. Yeah, all, well, if she is, stuff. she's probably not working. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Should be at home. So if you can't find the person's name... What do you write? So this is saying, dear sir or madam. Yeah. And then I think I've write, written to whom it may concern. Oh, to whom it may concern. And I it don't also like depends what you're writing about. Like sometimes I feel like that's totally appropriate if you're like, you know, emailing a restaurant to complain that like the service took too long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to whom it may concern. Figure it out, guys. Um, the So to whom it may concern actually is like tied for number three on this list with hello first name. Keep it friendly. Okay. Well, um, okay. I, I don't know. This is too too many options. None of the above got 12%. And those people were probably like, you're all over the board with these options. Yeah. Apparently. I think I, for a resume in particular, if you're doing a cover letter, I think I've done hiring manager before. Yes. To your hiring manager. If I really can't find Like, I do put in a good amount of effort to try and find it. Um. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to be like, depending on the person that you're trying to reach, put in their title if you can't find their name. Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever happened to a good old hello, comma? Hello. Hello. Morgan is an excellent communicator. <laughs> She's results Exceptional. driven. Exceptional. <laughs> yes. She is results driven. She would like you to read this resume. It is attached. 
Um, somebody commented on this Grammarly article because they have a couple gifts sprinkled in here. Yep. And uh, Martin Gallagher commented, I decline tea read articles with giffies. Oh, two read articles. Okay. But like, why? First of all, you just had to like scroll through to get to the bottom to write that. <laughs> yeah. And secondly, why? Mm-hmm. And then calling them giffies is so funny. <laughs> um, and then somebody responded, good luck navigating in today's world. God, the internet. Yeah. So good. And I also see people in the comments don't like deer. Well, one person says oh, deer they say? is cheesy. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's nice. I think it's... Um, I guess, like, this is... So this article is like talking it. about business letter, so... Whenever I get something addressed, dear Morgan, I just assume the person is, like, holding me dear in their heart and calling right. me dear, and I love it. Okay. I also usually hope see it spelled D-E-E-R. Right. So they think you look like a deer. Mm-hmm. People have told me I look like a deer before. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that weird? Why? I don't know. Like one oh like gosh. when I was in college, like a couple people were like one person said it and then all these people were like, You do look like a deer. Oh my gosh, because of like your big eyes and like I guess so. Long eyelashes and your antlers. <laughs> right. I can see it now. Okay. <laughs> I think the about it. Especially. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I never yeah. put that together before. So okay. like I've looked at the Snapchat filter before of like a deer and I'm like Jesus, it kind of fits. I I don't know. Yeah, this I is guess me. That's for everybody. This is my face. <laughs> this is what I really look like. <laughs> I wish I did look like the Snapchat deer. Yeah, so pretty. Never have to put on makeup. Which FYI has not been on for a long time. So yeah, I think I'm going to send them a strongly worded fax. <laughs> deer, whom it may concern. D e e r. All right, so if you have faxed over your resume, mm-hmm, addressed your cover letter, check. landed an interview, check. and maybe gotten one. Always check. Or definitely gotten one. Mm-hmm. And then you have to write a follow-up email. Ooh, okay. So being like, yo, did I get the job? Yeah. So Fast Company did an article... This is how to write a follow-up email that is not annoying. So this isn't uh, pop-up ad. Uh, they made me turn my ad blocker off just to open that article up, and now you see why I have one fast company. Mm. Sorry, Jennifer Gardner. I don't want to know about venture capital right now. Or okay. venture card. Um, don't give them any more advertising, Linda. Uh, I don't pay us nearly enough. <laughs> Get in touch, Venture. Um, Get in touch, Jen Garner. She's a listener. Duh. So this is about just follow-up emails in general, but um, we thought it was also relevant to this topic of trying to get a job. Are well, you guys out there hustling? Mm-hmm. Um, so the subhead here is like the most important thing. It's always better to assume that whoever you're emailing has more important things to do than reply to your message. That is number one. You just have to remember hmm. that they don't want to do the digging. Okay. That's like, you know, 
I mean, I'll get to it, but I don't know. I feel like Jennifer Garner, if she saw a message coming from me, she would drop everything. Right. Well, she's one of your connections, maybe. Yeah, she's on my Wikipedia. I don't even know why I said that. You know what Wikipedia is? <laughs> I will soon. <laughs> All right. So the first subhead here is make it as easy for the, recipi- for the recipient as possible. Mm-hmm. Many people struggle with managing their inboxes as it is. So to make it worth their time to reply to your follow-up, it's important that you, the sender, do all the hard work you can on your end before hitting send. Um, Instead of sending a generic message like just following up, offer a concise recap of your request so that the person doesn't have to go back and read through your long email thread. So yeah, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. And it's like also if you're looking for a job, it's like, remind the person of you yeah. kind of they probably yo just it's me the girl who water skis <laughs> and isn't seasoned <laughs> what up with that open position yeah so like sort of remind them who you are don't just be like thank you for the interview okay following Good. up about whether or not i have a job <laughs> good tip okay um so be polite and respectful of their time there's nothing Wrong with following up, but there is something wrong with following up too soon and writing emails in a way that screams, I have no respect for your time. Mm. Um, that would be funny if you just wrote an email that said, I have no respect for your time. <laughs> certain people that send, or someone saying, certain people that send me something on a Friday and then follow up on Monday, it's ludicrous. That's just rude. Even if we were interested, we couldn't turn things around that frequently. I recently had a vendor do that. They sent me a proposal Friday I think like at five o'clock or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Monday at like noon, he followed up to be like, hey. I was Some like, people I like, you know, work weekends and that's like their yeah. work week and I get it. But it's like, come on. We're, we're not all like that, guys. I only just sent someone a work email. No, you can send work emails on the weekend. I send and receive them all the time. You just can't then send them an email Monday morning being like, did you get my email? Uh, yeah, you yeah. have to respect that other people might not be That's working jerky. on the weekend. So yeah. And also, to- Brian's just, that no, there's no context here. It's currently Saturday night, yo, yeah. <laughs> when we're recording this. Saturday early evening. We're cool. Yeah. I mean, it's pre-sunset, guys. Yeah. Um, and Brian's working hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how he Always. gets all that wicked water ski money. <laughs> Has anyone here ever water skied? Is water ski the one where you sit down? No, it's skiing on the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. I tried it. I call that jet skiing, but... Um, that would no, be on jet a jet ski. jet ski is on a jet ski. It's like when you wear skis and you get pulled by a boat. That's water skiing. You start sitting. I never stood up, so... What's jet skiing, skiing You're then? just staring at me like... <laughs> a deer. Like a deer in the headlights of a jet ski. A jet ski is like a motorcycle A jet ski is that thing you sit on and you ride the waves and you're like... Rear, rear, like that's yeah, you sit on it. Oh, water skiing is standing on skis. Like ski... Picture skis that you s- go down the slopes on. Oh, I, th- I thought they were opposite, I guess. <laughs> I've done the sitting one. Were you sitting on like a little... Device, yeah. yeah, okay, no. yeah, yeah, and you were in times. control of that. No, yes, this is when you are standing on skis, holding onto a rope, and a larger boat is pulling you. That's water skiing, yeah. All right, I always had them wrong then. Okay, well, god, so embarrassing. Why do you think that it's so obvious that they're 
one is one and one is the other. Because they have two totally different meanings and definitions. But the skiing part is what you keep bringing up, but they both have that in their name. Jet skiing and motor skiing. I know, and you're but like, it's duh, like, it's the one where you stand. Duh, it's the one where you sit. But it's like being like motorcycling and cycling. Like they both say cycle, but one's obviously a motorcycle. Yeah, but what's obvious about jet skiing and motor skiing that's just what it's called though just like a jet ski just called a jet yeah, ski okay but yeah. motorcycle is obvious because motor <laughs> <laughs> all right blah 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 i don't know <laughs> something else um okay um she wrote so about being polite and respectful all the time she wrote you might want to begin your message with I know you have a hectic schedule but I'm wondering if you've had time to consider my request to dot 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 like whatever it was okay um acknowledging that you understand the receiver is juggling a lot of tasks and you are just one part of that one small part of that person's considerations don't be unnecessarily pushy or passive aggressive mm. Um, I've lost count of the, so this is saying, I've lost count of the number of times people have marked their emails high priority when it's clearly not. Don't do that. Present arbitrary deadlines that are unreasonable for what they are requesting or use passive aggressive phrases, passive aggressive phrases such as, hi, I haven't heard from you since I sent my email over a week ago. I assume you're not interested, but just in case you are, I thought I'd check in. Mm. So yeah, avoid being a douche. Um, if you're using sometimes you have to be a little bit douchey though, but you don't have to lay it on that thick. Yeah, no. Um, uh, flagging your emails high priority should be done sparingly and only in real cases of emergency. Nine one one, the fire's on building. Send the fire's on building. Fire on building. Fire on building. That's how I always spread the news of fire. fire. Yeah. Oh, God, so many people, well, not so many people, but a few people in my job that do mark high priority. It's so annoying. Yeah. That's... I'm like, that's high priority for you. I think it's so presumptuous. That's mm. what it is. It's like, I understand that this is your priority. It is not my priority. Like, let me do my own to-do list. Thanks. Ooh, wow. God damn. damn. Okay. Include specifics and call and a call to action in your subject line. If your recipient is someone who gets a lot of emails and chances are that they probably won't read every single one, instead they're more likely to skim through the subject line and only click ones that look important to them. Like fire on building. <laughs> fire on building. <laughs> you should just do that in all your emails to get the click. <laughs> oh my God. And be like, psych, did you get my last email? <laughs> yeah. Um, you have to do a little bit of research to get their attention then. Um, and you have to say like exactly what you expect, sort of. Um, uh, someone said, I should know precisely what your email is about just by reading the subject line. Wow. The way I would a headline in a newspaper. Hmm. So they're like, don't use vague subject lines like following up or checking in. Yeah, it should be like extra, extra. <laughs> you know, read this email. Yeah. New York Times headline. Do you get a lot of all caps email uh, subject lines? No. Oh my God, I do. Do you? Yeah. Or from part people of it, you know? Yeah, part of it will be all caps. Like, um, action required, colon, whatever the actual email is about. That's aggressive. Action required. Yeah. Or action needed or something like that. Or yeah. approval needed, all caps. Or, okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess I'm I think just, it's weird. I'm not super important, so... I mean, I'm not either. I just... I, um, like, 
I'm amazed by people's email etiquette. <laughs> I think it's so ridiculous. Um, oh, all right, here's another big one, basically, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not necessarily for job seekers because you would never do this, but only send your email to the person concerned. It can be tempting to send emails to multiple people <laughs> in that team if one person isn't being particularly responsive. Yeah. But overusing this approach is unprofessional and should only be used as a last resort. Um, so same in the same vein, don't copy others on email when you don't need to. This is huge in my life. Okay. The copying culture at Are my company. Are you copied on inappropriate ones or do you feel like people put people on your emails that are not appropriate? Both, but I get more annoyed by the the latter. So okay. when people, are, like some people, like when they email me, they like also email my boss. Mm. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm not a moron. And I, well. and I don't think they're doing it. <laughs> I don't think they're doing it because of me necessarily. I think that's how they communicate. All right. I think that's like part of the culture that they've always like copied managers to be like, Hey, Linda, um, can... Isn't that annoying to your boss to be like, I don't have time for this? I would think so. I don't know. I'm just like, why do you have to... I just think it's so stupid. Kind of, like, it makes... I think it makes that person look dumb. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have very little faith in you. It's quite a bad. And <laughs> yeah. your big deer face. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you ever... Well, I guess you haven't, but... Do people, okay, so you were just looking for someone at your job, yeah. like a new employee. Mm-hmm. Did anyone send you a physical mailing? Yeah, and they got the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I like definitely do that. Yeah. Or, you know, when I looked for a job. And if I can't, like, also, if I was like going into like some sort of like more technology focused company or something like that, I yeah. wouldn't. You would be- do like a singing telegram instead. <laughs> right. So, but just like a normal company, I would. And um, unless something happened in the meantime, like I would wait a couple of days to send just so like again so that they like mm. get it like a week later so that they're like reminded of me. But I do send an email in the meantime. And if they like sort of followed up to get another interview, I wouldn't send the note card. Do you know what I mean? Okay. But yeah, um, one time I did send a note card and this person wrote me. <laughs> The longest thank you email for sending a thank a, you note. A thank you note. Wow. Like to follow up, just to be like, yeah. well, I also like sent an email. So he responded to my email and was like, I just also got your note. So amazing. I feel like people never really follow up anymore, which I couldn't believe. Wow. Everyone, follow up if you are interviewing for a job, you mm-hmm. dum-dums. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. You idiots. And I, and I agree that you should not send, or I think you should not send an email the day you have the interview. I don't know. That doesn't bother me. And like this thank you card that we got, like it was obvious that like she went home, wrote it and put it in the mail because it came like two days later. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, that one I don't think is that weird. I just wait because I do like the email like a day later. Yeah, and so but I want no card. Like why wouldn't you email like right when you left the interview? Because I think you want to remind someone about you, not Mm. just like follow up as soon as they like got out of the room with you. Mm. I like literally once got one 20 minutes after I met with someone and I was sort of like, well, that makes it seem like more like a knee jerk. Like, yeah, yeah. like almost it seemed like automatic and or automated. And like, that's, yeah, that is what it is. But it's also like, you should make it seem a little bit more thoughtful than that. Yeah. Like one time we got a pre-printed, um, thank you card. What? 
from that is so weird. special occasion that we had celebrated and given the honoree a gift. Oh yeah, and then I've heard the story. Pre- I thought you meant from a from an applicant. No, but it was like obvious that like you know hundreds of people were getting the same. Mm-hmm message that was pre-printed not even signed just put in not even like an acknowledgement of what your gift was just put oh it in an God. envelope it's like just don't do it then come on yeah yeah like it seems a little too like ne- yeah knee jerk or whatever yeah. and especially if it's not specific now the one time that i did decide to do it the same day was we had an earthquake the day that i like once met with someone i think it was just informational it wasn't like but i like <laughs> Worth of an email that was like something like something to like, the effect yo you of, feel that <laughs> yeah it's a sign yeah like earth earth shattering like whatever what a dork yeah they uh, they haha'd me yeah <laughs> didn't get that position huh well it wasn't for a position I think it was just informational <laughs> Jesus just easy oh god oh man earthquakes up in here all right well. Let's good wrap luck it up. finding. I'm sweating. Oh, it is so hot up here. Yeah. Um, good luck finding a job, everyone. Mm-hmm. I hope it goes well. Never give up. <laughs> yeah, and um, don't include your facts, obviously. Yeah, don't say annoying words. Address your letters to human people with human names. Don't send too many follow-ups. Don't be needy. So, you know, go water skiing. Yeah, with your time off. Don't jet ski. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our informational podcast. It's been real. Yeah, hope you learned some new tricks and tips and style pickups. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was, like, (laughs) staring at you like a deer. (laughs) Don't be a deer. Or, no, do be a deer. Both, like, both kinds. No. no. Don't get hit by a car, basically. <laughs> At Drunk Word Nerds. Peace. Don't fucking worry about it, Morgan. Stop being Ready? so Morgan. Then fuck. So rude. This has been a riveting production. <laughs>